Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. I love sharing Torah thoughts, ideas, and messages in all of its wonderful parts and facets. Baruch Hashem, today this is easier than ever before. Please enjoy the following class and the rest of them on my podcast. And follow in order to receive updates daily. Also, please feel free to share this podcast with your friends, family, and neighbors so they could enjoy as well. Now let's move on and learn and grow together. Today's Daf Mesech is Gitin is Daf Chaf Gimel, 23. We're beginning at the very bottom of Chaf Beis Mud Beis, and we have four points in today's Daf. The first point ties into the Mishnah we had yesterday. So just to remember, we had a Mishnah at the very end of Chaf Beis Mud Beis, and the Mishnah told us that even a Cherishot of a Katan are acceptable to write the Get. And then it said a woman can write her get, the man could write the receipt for the ksuva, they would swap, and then they would properly give it. So the first part of the Gemara today explains to us how a cherishot of who are generally considered lacking das, could possibly write a get. And the Gemara gives us three explanations to explain this. The first is Rav Huna. Rav Huna says that our Mishnah follows the opinion of Rav Lazar, who holds Ede Mesira Karti. When it says Vikasavla in the Torah, it means actually Vikasavla uh, taken literally. The Ksiv has to be done Lishma, but the Chasimas don't have to be. You actually don't need Chasimas, because the Ede Mesira are the ones that are key. I, so in the ratio of the Mishnah where it says, how could they uh, write it? They're not Lushma, they don't know Lushma. So the answer that Rafuna says is it's talking about where there's a Gadol Oymet al Gabav, where there's an adult standing near him commanding him to write it Lushma. Since he's commanding him to write it Lushma, it's considered as if the child is writing it Lushma, even though on his own he doesn't have Das. Now Rashi explains that according to this answer of Rav Huna, when it says in the end of the Mishnah, it's going on the Seifa. Meaning when it says the woman can write her own get, the reason for that is because <coughs> the Kiyom get is done of which Rashi explains to mean, since the Ede Chasim are generally the Ede Misira, so the Kiyom get is done through the Ede Misira, and therefore it would be effective, even though the woman had it written, as there will be Ede Mesira witnessing the eventual transaction between the man giving the woman the get, and therefore that's effective. But the Reish is acceptable because there's a Gadol Oymet al-Gabov. The Gemara cl- <coughs> clarifies in this opinion of Rav Huna that where there would be a Goy writing it with a Jew Oymet al-Gabov, it would not be acceptable because he would be writing with his own intention. Answer number two is Rav Nachman. He says the Mishnah is like Rav Meir, and that line of is going on the entire thing. It doesn't make a difference who writes it, as long as the chasimais are done properly, therefore it would be acceptable. And therefore he would come out that it could be even if a guy writes it, as long as the chasimais are done properly, whether it's a chir, a shayt, a writing it, it doesn't make a difference. The third explanation, Rav Yudah Bar Shmuel says the Mishnah is like Rav Lazar, like the first explanation, but he explains that when it says the chir, a shayt, a could write it, it means they could write the toface or the general form format of the get, but the Torah has to be written, the particular details, the man, woman, and uh, city, etc., those have to be w- written by a bardas. The Gemara quotes two versions of Rabbi Yochanan, if our mission is like Rabbi Lezer or a mayor, and says it's Shreitanoi Alibid Rabbi Yochanan. Okay, the second section of the day is the new Mishnah 
towards the bottom of Chav Gimel now, and the Mishnah tells us people that are qualified and unqualified to be shluchei haylacha, to be the ones who bring the get to the woman. The Mishnah says uh, an entire list of those that are unqualified, including Chereshaita Vikatan, Suma, Evet Kachavim, etc. And the Mishnah says if they became qualified after they'd already received the get and the instruction to deliver, it's still unacceptable because they weren't qualified at the time that they received it. If they became requalified, it would be acceptable. Meaning, if um, if <clears throat> meaning if they were unqualified, if they were qualified, they became unqualified and then requalified. So, for example, he could see he became blinded and then he could see again. But when he received it and when he delivered, he was qualified. It would be acceptable. And the Mishnah concludes that call needs to be the beginning and end. The person has. Uh, das. Now the Gemara explains to us the psul in each of these people. So don't have das. is excluded because he's not considered baratera. Means he's not included in the parsha of gite nashim. You can't be a shliach on something that you don't have a direct relationship with. Also, but regarding asuma, we bring two answers in the Gemara to explain why he can't be a shliach. Rav suggests it's just a practical issue. He won't know who he's accepting it from or who he's delivering it to. So he may be duped, as Tysus explains. Or, as Rabbi Yosef explains, it's talking about where get is being delivered from Chutzla Aretz, and therefore he can't declare Bafanit <coughs> So it wouldn't be acceptable. And the Gemara explains, according to Rabbi Yosef, and we resolve this in the Mishnah too, it would be acceptable if he only became blind after the time that he received the get, because he could say Bafanit when he delivers it. Moving on now to Chav Gimel we have the third section of the day, which discusses an Evet Kenani's allowance, or lack thereof, to be a shliach of Kabbalah for a woman to receive her get. So the Machlaikis here. Ami says that a Evet Kenani could accept the get for an Isha to be divorced as a shliach, and not her Evet Kenani, someone else's. And Rabbi Yechanan says he cannot, because he's not shayach, he's not in the category of Gitei Nashim, of Gitein and Kiddushin, and you can't be a shliach for something that you're not uh, related to. And the Gemara just clarifies, regarding Truma, actually, an Evet Kenani would be able to act as a shliach because he is connected to it. If somebody would give him Truma, Amanas, that his master wouldn't have ownership of it, he could have it. So the point is, he can act as a shliach too. Now, a goy, actually, would be excluded from the parsha of shlichus regarding Truma, even though uh, he is included in Truma, which we explained, if you would have proper narrative to certainly theoretically take off Truma, it's because there's a pasuk which teaches Gamatem, that just as you're B'nai Bris, so too your shlu- shluchim regarding Truma and shluchim in general have to be B'nai Bris. A goy is not considered a B'nai Bris, doesn't have Bris Mila, doesn't have Mitzvahs, but an Evi is, so he'd be able to be a shliach on uh, Truma as well. But when regarding Gittin, which he's not connected to, he wouldn't be able to uh, be a shliach an. Now, just a final point over here, or final two points. When it comes to a uh, an Eved accepting a get shikhr for his fellow Eved, so there's a distinction if it's for his fellow Eved who's owned by the same master or a different master. If it's the same master, it will not be effective because it's like the master's putting it from one hand to the other because whatever the Eved acquires, he acquires. If it's for Eved of another master, it could be effective because he's shaykh in shikhr, so he can act as a shliach for his friend, and when he's, the other master gives it to him for the other master's servant, that's acceptable. Now, the case that we're going to deal with here, which is an interesting case that the Gemara Paskins is, regarding a shifcha, accepting a get shichr for uh, 
her fetus, he actually could. And the Gemara explains the reason for this is she'll still be inevitable, but the get the the baby the the fetus inside will be uh, free. Why is that? Because it's like Rebbe Shita who holds a that an evid can be freed in halves, and also b holds that an evid can accept a. Uh, that the baby is considered Yerach Imo, is considered an extension of the mother, like a limb of the mother. So essentially when the Shifcha accepts the Get Shichur, it's like she's accepting it for herself as the baby is like part of her, and you can also be freed in halves, so therefore that baby will actually be considered free through the acceptance of the mother. Just an important point that Rashi mentions here, the reason that an Evid in general can accept his Get Shichur from his master, and it's not like putting it from one hand to the other, is because we say a concept of Gita V'yadei Boyin Ke'echad, that it's like the master... Uh, the Evid accepts the get and becomes free at the same time, meaning he receives his capacity to have his own hand and be free at the same time so he can accept his own get as well. This is actually subject to a machlaik, is Mizneches Kiddush, and we'll get the Rez Hashem. Now, the fourth point of the day is the five women relatives who are trusted to deliver a get, but they're not trusted about Misa Sabal, and then two resolutions of a contradiction between the Mishnah and Brisa. So the Mishnah Paskins, now our Holy Mishnah, bottom of Chafkim Lomad Beis, that there are five women who are not trusted to say, your husband died because they might have some bias against her, but they are trusted to say, um, they are trusted to, to bring a get. And the second point in the Mishnah is that a woman can bring her own get to court and state, and she'll be divorced. So the Gemara says there's a contradiction about this because the Brisa says that these five women are not trusted to say, here's your get, to deliver her get. So we have two Terutzim. Rav Yosef says that the distinction between the Mishnah and the Brisa is that the Mishnah is talking about Eretz Yisrael, so therefore there's no need to say, and we're not relying on their statement, so it will be acceptable. The Brisa says, we would have to rely on their statement, and we can't because they're not trusted regarding this woman because they have some agenda against her, and therefore Therefore, it wouldn't be acceptable. In that case, that's the case of the Bryce. Abayi says the exact opposite. He says, since in Eretz Yisrael we require them to say, we don't require them to say, excuse me, that's the case of the Bryce, so we can't rely, sorry, we would not require them to say it. Since they wouldn't be required to say it, the husband could show up later and contradict the get and then make his wife a mikalkel, make an issue for the wife. So in Chutzil Aretz, that's what the, Eric Bryce is talking about in Eretz Yisrael, says Abaye. And therefore, when they show up like this, we can't accept it as there's no capacity to contradict the husband when he comes later. But the mission is talking about in Chutzla arts, we do require them to say and therefore if the husband show up later, he can't be mechalkil and ruin this woman, there we would actually trust them because um, there we would actually uh, trust them in the case of the Mishnah because since in the case of the Mishnah, the husband can't be mechalkil later as we're requiring a statement when the women deliver it, so therefore... The, we would accept the get in the case of the Mishnah, but in the Brisa, which is talking about Eretz Yisrael, where we don't require them to say something, Abayah says that would be a problem. We can't rely on their, their um, we can't rely on this get that doesn't have any statement with it because they could have intent that the husband will come and mekalkel later. The Gemara just goes on and not Kafdal and Aleph now is that the Brisa supports the implication of a Brisa as well as our Mishnah support Abayah's contention. Rabbi Yosef explains, however, that a diok in our Mishnah. That seems to distinguish between the trustability, the believability about Gittin versus Misa, where they're not believed, has to do with Ksav Yechiachalav. It's mashma that they're not saying anything. So the implication is it's talking about Eretz Yisrael. And Rashi explains how Abai would resolve this. He says, in both cases, they're saying something. The difference is Ksav Yechiachalav is that regarding Misa, there's nothing to support her claim, and that's why she's not trusted. Regarding Gittin, there is something supporting her claim, which is the get itself. 
and therefore the Mishnah could be talking about Chutzel Aretz, albeit that uh, there is some support to her by the the uh, get itself. That's why she's trusted. Okay, we're stopping the top of Chafdalit and Amud Aleph. Is Hashem? We're going to pick up tomorrow with Daf Chafdalit, and Is Hashem will finish the second parak tomorrow as well. Everybody have a great day.